The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Pete Lunn, the ESRI's behavioural uh, economist with the uh, Behavioural Research Unit, is with me. Uh, Pete, so that's what we're talking about—a budget 2024 themed edition, is it? Well, kind of, yeah. So, good evening. I, I think it's probably true okay. for most people that regardless of how much money you get extra or less tomorrow, depending on what the outcome of the budget is, that you're probably more likely actually to be able to save yourself some money by how you manage your money by a few principles of behavioural economics. So that was kind of, that's okay. the claim. That's the claim. We'll see how we go with so this. So a- anything the government can do, you can do better. <laughs> I wouldn't quite put it that way. Big, big, uh, but big claim, some, Pete. Big claim. Certainly there are some tricks and tips that I, I think can probably save you more money than you, you're going to get away in the giveaway. Um, so let me ask you a question because okay. that's the way we always do this, right? I always yes. start by asking you a question. Now, I'm not going to ask you how much, right? But do you know how much money you currently have in your current account? Yes. You do? I actually do because I came home from holidays this morning. And there's nothing like being on holidays to make you check how much money you're spending. But on any given day, no, I wouldn't be great now. I'd be honest with you. I wouldn't. I, had you asked me that any other day, I might kind of roughly, but I wouldn't be able to tell you exactly. And, and how many times a week do you think you'd check it? Uh, our current account, I would check it. I wouldn't check it at all until the last week of the month. And then I do the usual. wonder how much is left in that current account. <laughs> so you, the truth is you're not atypical. I mean, when we study uh, people and how they manage their money and their fin- the household finances, there are a lot of people who from day to day are really not looking at their current account at all. And they just kind of had, they have an approximate idea of what might be in it and how much they've spent. Now, the problem with this is that what people actually do to manage money well is a thing that behavioural economists call mental accounting which is to say that what you do is you have like different pots of money that you assign to different purposes. And throughout history, that's the way humans have tended to budget. So if you go back to when everyone was dealing in cash, I mean, quite literally, people would have different pots for different money for kind of household expenditures and all the rest of it. And one of the things that's happened in our kind of modern digital world is that we've, we've sort of lost that so that people are much more approximate about how much they're spending versus how much they know they have. And this is one of the things that can lead you into quite considerable trouble because you're not really tracking your spending. An interesting finding from behavioural economics is back in the days when we had cash, people actually spent less euro for euro when they're handing over cash than when they're tapping plastic. That is so true, Pete. I think, yeah, that is absolutely... My, now, the, the results of my own anecdotal research. Now, that is not just a, a historical claim. Controlled experiments have been done where you put people in spending environments and you give them plastic to spend on and you give them equivalent amounts of cash and they, w- they will spend less of the cash. There's something about the kind of physical act of mm. handing over the money that p- makes people somewhat more cautious in how much they spend. Now, where's all this going? In terms of tips and tricks yeah. that you can put in place, one of the things that increasingly people are doing, and there's research evidence to suggest it's good because it helps you with your mental accounting, is to have one of these digital bank accounts where you're putting in essentially, pre- it's prepaid, you're essentially loading it up. Yeah. From week to week or, or from time to time, you're loading up, you might put, you know, two, 300 euros in it and say, right, that's my spending money for next week. So this isn't your main current account. This is one of these separate digital accounts that's designed with a good app to track it. You know, we, we obviously we know places like Revolut and N26 and others. There are other providers out there. What the research evidence in behavioral economics would suggest is that's a really good thing to do. Because as you load money onto those prepaid cards, you notice when it runs out. 
Yes. So it gives you an idea of how much is in that pot in my mental account that I thought this was going to last me for a couple of weeks. Actually, it's only lasted well, me for Pete, you, you are often unimpressed by my responses to questions, but let me impress you now because we do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, myself and my wife, our current accounts have only the money in them that goes out on things. So the mortgage and whatever right. else you happen to be paying, Netflix. And then we have a joint account, which is general spending money. And then we've got a separate digital account, which is all the groceries. Yeah. It's a really good idea. So if you can make digital mental And actually accounts, the grocery one is the most recent thing we did and it makes a huge difference. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm delighted. you said. So the research evidence is bang on your side. Your, your anecdote and the research evidence gel perfectly in this case. Um, so that's, that's tip number one. Use digital accounts to give you mental accounting. I'm glad you mentioned Netflix. Let okay. me ask you another question. Ugh. How many direct debits have you got? Uh, I, I refuse. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth, which is probably about half of the amount of direct debits I have. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you how much they add up oh, to. Oh, God. I mean, here's a really interesting one as well. So there's a number of reasons why direct debits are very dangerous for household budgets. One is a thing that behavioral economists call accumulation bias, which is to say you have an idea of something in your head, but when you try to add it up, it actually in reality, adds up to more than you think it does. So again, there's kind of intuitions here. Where it's like you lose track or you lose count. So anytime we ask people in a task and we compare with reality, things mm. like, you know, how many direct debits have you got? Add up the amounts. How much do you think is coming out every month? I can absolutely tell you that on average, people are going to underestimate that. Yeah. Right? So a good tip as we come into the winter for saving money is actually just take the time to add it up properly because it's an easy sum to do. And with digital bank accounts, you can look back through ignorance and see every bliss, month. Ignorance is bliss, Pete. Um, ignorance, <laughs> ignorance is not bliss when you run out of money. And the way you <laughs> rationalise it is every time you sign up to one, you think, but sure, that's only like a cup of coffee or two cups of coffee a month. Yeah. Sure, that's nothing. Yeah, so that's... And then you're paying 20 of them. That's where accumula- accumulation... So it's 40 cups of coffee a month. Now, I mean, the other real problem here is, of course, is that often people continue these subscriptions long after they've actually ceased using the service, really. So another reason to do this is not just to add up quite how many you've got and say, well, look, maybe we could cut a couple of those. Mm. But another thing to do is realise, actually, what is in there that I'm paying for that I'm not using? Because increasingly that's what people do and they just don't get round to cancelling them. So totting up the direct debits is a good one too. What's familiarity bias? Ah, familiarity bias. Um, familiarity bias is when people are uncertain and they're trying to make a decision, they get pulled towards what's familiar to them. Now, why does this matter? It matters for finances for the following reason, that quite often if people are thinking about taking out a credit card or a loan or even a mortgage, what they'll do is they'll go to the place they're familiar with where they have an existing relationship, right? And usually that's their own bank or it's a bank that their parents have used or it's a local credit union that they walk by, whatever it happens to be. Now, I'm not saying any banks are better than any others or any credit unions are better (laughs) than any others. What I am saying is this is a really bad way to choose a financial product. Mm. Because what our research shows is that people hugely underestimate the variation in value and that what you really have to do is you really want to look around multiple options before making a decision. Don't go with what's familiar when you're uncertain, which is familiarity bias. But I think what puts people off is not just that, you know, there's comfort in familiarity. It's that sometimes the products are opaque. And actually, you know, the the idea of shopping around actually kind of 
it fills them with a bit of trepidation. And that's completely right. And our research shows that too. And what I always do is say to people, go to ccpc.ie. That's the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. They're also, um, they're also itsyourmoney.ie in more simple terms. So itsyourmoney.ie or ccpc.ie have a product comparison site that all of the providers have to provide accurate information for. It's state provided. It's totally reliable. I have saved myself lots and lots of money there in the past. All right. Okay. So we've had some good tips now. The mental account and putting things into its own uh, pots, uh, adding up all of those direct debits uh, uh, and avoiding accumulation uh, bias, familiarity bias, shop around the CCPC or itsyourmoney.ie. What else? What else can we do to stretch that pay packet? Okay, so another thing behavioural economists have shown is that people find it really difficult to get round to things. They procrastinate. Now, you might say, well, that's hardly a surprise. But here's the thing that the behavioural economists have added to it. The best thing you can possibly do if you're not getting round to something, like, for example, switching, seeing if you can get better value somewhere, adding up those direct debits, whatever it happens yeah. to be, the best thing you can do is pre-commit to doing it by telling as many people as possible that you're going to do it. Oh, this is like running a marathon. People, right. people who tra- train in secret never do it. You right. have to tell loads of people. Yeah. So if you tell lots of people <laughs> that you are going to do this, that you're yeah. finally going to get on top of this, you're finally going to tell everyone in your family, tell your friends, tell your work colleagues, this weekend I'm going to do this. It's then embarrassing if you don't. And what you essentially do is you, you tie your own hands to get over the procrastination. It, it's what we call a pre-commitment device. In okay. behavioral science and pre-commitment how, devices work. How do you do that when it comes to your personal finances? So I don't you really s- want to be telling my work colleagues that I'm going to pay off my credit card. Well, you could. Uh, well, you you can do things like. I mean, I, I've done this. Hey, like, Claire, do you want to see where I'm at <laughs> in terms of my credit card debt? No, but you can you can do things like. I mean, I've, I've done this with my own colleagues. Say, right, actually, you know, we were moving house. I said, right, this time I'm going to do that thing where I'm going to properly do the switching thing. I'm going to use the price comparison. I'm going to find the cheapest deals for all of the services. For and the did you then? Yes, I did. Yeah, because I told everyone I was going to do it. And at times it was painful, but I tell you what, we saved a bucket of money through doing it. Embarrassment. So, so it's kind of yeah. you're you're outsourcing a bit of shame to your peer group to embarrass you into doing that's exactly what you're doing yeah it's like you're having an internal fight and what you do is you put part of that fight external to yourself (laughs) so that you experience the shame and it's called a pre-commitment device and behavioral science shows that it works pretty regularly uh listen there's been some great advice there i am conscious of the time though and i know you want to mention that um you have a trial coming up yeah that's right we're trying to in the sri behavioral research unit we are trying to use some of these kind of techniques to help people to make better financial decisions so we're trying to get a sample of people who are willing to sign up to a trial to trial out some materials and get involved so if you would like to try to improve your financial decision making you you want to get involved in some kind of trial all you got to do is go to www.esri.ie forward slash survey. All right. www.esri.ie forward slash survey. Um, and everything will be explained from that moment on. So, yeah, we've got an active um, research program at the moment trying to get people to make better financial decisions. And if you want to be part of that, please sign up. If you don't have time to sign up right now, turn to your work colleague or the person beside <laughs> you and tell them you're going to sign up. And then we'll be too embarrassed not to do it. So you'll do it when you get home esri.ie forward slash survey uh, Pete Lund thank you very very much The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.